Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes of the Pokemon series anime, or whatever other random stuff comes to our mind. Just to keep in mind that we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I am joined, well, I'm Alex, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Austin! Good job, Alex. You remembered it. I did remember. I forgot the last couple times I hosted, and then I forgot again when Jacob came back, but Jacob's not here today, so I had to freeball it again. So how are you, Austin? I'm okay. Why isn't Jacob here today? So Jacob apparently had an internet emergency, and he had construction or something happening, and he had no internet. So (laughs) unfortunately, he could not join us today, but... We miss him and hope he will be back next week for the next two episodes. Yes, Austin. I promise after we get to the Chikorita Christmas episode, we don't have to do this. If we don't, <laughs> if we're not available to record, we don't have to record. Yes. And we're not going to release every week necessarily, I swear. Okay, well. It'll be stress-free. If you weren't already familiar with Austin's strict um, deadline, we have been trying to keep on track so that way we could get the Chikorita Christmas special episode out of the way because apparently there's like a Christmas episode and then Chikorita appears but Ash doesn't catch it in the previous episode so it's like a continuity thing or something right I'm not well in the head (laughs) it's okay we appreciate a dedicated podcaster who keeps us on track thank you Austin Mm -hmm. now if only I could learn how to edit audio proficiently it's okay we're not known for our stellar audio quality here out of the drive we we have had some um, nice people Shouting out to us recently, though. Hey, yeah. Why don't you um, let us know what's been going on on the social media verse side of things? Uh, we had Wandering Girl Poet. She said she's listening to it from the beginning, and she forgot how evil and chaotic Officer Jenny is. Oh, my gosh. So shout out to Wandering Girl Poet. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Officer Jenny is pretty evil and chaotic, and we will ha- talk about her, actually, today, because she yes, appears. Yes, we will. Uh, I also like to shout out to Zula666 on apple podcast that's a very my immortal username by the way <laughs> zula said that they cannot wait for us to get to hoen and tell you what me too i agree i can't wait for may i can't wait for harley oh my god just wait drew drew stellar cast of characters it's coming it's coming all right was that it for our shout outs that's it that's all awesome well thank you everyone thank you to all of our listeners and newcomers we appreciate you very much always sticking with us through our crazy shenanigans every week. So this week, we are going to be talking about Spinarak Attack and Snubble Snobbery. Is that right? Yeah, another rhyming title and another alliteration title. These are getting really repetitive.
how do you want to do this since Jacob isn't here, like, dividing it up? Let's rock, paper, scissors this thing. Okay. All right. It, it, okay, it's rock, paper, scissors, shoot, and then shoot. we do it. Yes. Okay. Ready? Okay. Close Ready? your eyes. Close my eyes. Okay. Rock. Rock. Paper. paper scissors. Scissors. Shoot. shoot. Ugh, okay, scissors. we tied. Uh, rock. rock paper, paper. Scissors. scissors shoot. Shoot. Rock. You decide who does what. Okay. Um, I'm gonna talk. Okay, fine. You do the 30 second summary for this one, and I will talk about it, and then we'll switch for the next one. Okay. Does that work? Uh, yes. Okay. Even though this is the episode I had more to say about. Okay. I know that's because it's the better episode. <laughs> I know it is a better episode. Damn it. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get the timer. Sorry, Austin. I totally screwed you on that. But okay. In three, two, one, go. We come to yet another Johto city, inexplicably in the middle of the woods, where there's the evil great thief, the Black Arachnid, who, contrary to his name, used a Meowth in his heinous heist, but uh, he was caught by an Officer Jenny in her spinnerack? Just by coincidence? I don't understand. Regardless, Team Rocket have decided that they are the Black Arachnid 2, and our twerps, who are professional investigators, and Officer Jenny in her spinnerack, save the day! episode yeah (laughs) i thought you had so much to say about this episode nah well i do well not really but we're gonna make it something okay so we're still on our way to violet city because what were the last two episodes we did austin was it the blossom one for hoot hoot the blossom toll for hoot hoot the blossom okay so it was the hoot hoot in the forest lost in the forest episode and then the blossom acrobatic bullshit thing not that any of it matters whatsoever it doesn't matter and it continues not to matter because we're still on our way and as we mentioned before we're in filler hell right now where it's constant nothing is happening like this this is of zero consequence nothing interesting happens except we meet some new johto pokemon in this case this is the spinnerack episode which to be fair spinnerack is really cute i didn't really appreciate spinnerack before but i think i do now I don't like how it has six legs. One, two. Oh my god, you're right. Did you just count the number of legs it has? I just, no, I was thinking, I was visualizing it in my head. (laughs) It's got a little pointy thingy on its head and some pincer mouth mandible things. What about um, the evolution, which somehow is slipping my mind right now? Ariados. Ariados, yes. It has six legs, two of which are pointed upwards. That's weird. It's got some things on its butt, doesn't it? A stinger. All right, let me... It's been a minute. I feel like I'm a bad Pokemon fan. What we need is Dawn from Diamond and Pearl, who gets assaulted by Ariados every fucking five minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Okay, so it's got four legs, really, and then it's got, like, two protrusions on its back. That's okay. I don't like the spiders that look too spidery, like, with all the eyes. Like, I'm sorry, maybe this is a controversial opinion, but I am not a fan of the new spider Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet. What, Spidops? I don't like it. I think it's cute. I don't like it. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Which is kind of a shame, because I like the base form, Tarantula. I wish it didn't have, like, a weird mustache. I thought the mustache was kind of cute, and I honestly thought it was going to evolve into kind of, like an old man spider thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a big beard or something like that. Or like a grandma making a, oh with my her gosh, yarn needle so... in her yarn ball. Oh my God. That would have been so cute. Austin. Oh no. I hate that. Now that you've made me think of that. Oh, things that we could have had, but never will get. 
Damn it. Anyway, spin a rack. Okay. All right. Well, as you can probably tell, we've been playing Scarlet and Violet now for a a week or so, and some things are really fun. I will say I've been having a lot of fun with it. Some things are disappointing, but alas. Anyway, we are traveling through Catalia City. Is that right? I need to write it down. Okay, famous for its magnificent buildings and also a local legend of a legendary thief from antiquity who used to perform heists around town. Apparently, this is kind of an opulent sort of city, so... But anyway, so the the twerps are walking through, they're deciding what they're going to do and where they're going to go to, you know, sightsee, when all of a sudden, a police car drives by, speeds by, and Brock decides to give chase on foot. Because Officer Jenny's in there, and he's got to see her. I realized that he was going after Officer Jenny, but my first thought for a split second was... Oh god, the twerps gotta put their fucking noses and everything, don't they? Now they gotta chase police cars, like night crawlers or some shit. Oh my gosh. Well, he, Brock is like a dog chasing after a, a car. He's just. A bone. <laughs> chasing after his bone. Yeah, ooh, bounce, chicken, wow. But he falls, and it's kind of sad, poor Brock. Anyway, a spinnerack then appears. Actually, we've come to the conclusion that he tripped over a invisible string, a wire, whatever. It turns out to be spinnerack's web. Misty, of course, is not very happy that this is happening because she hates bug-type Pokemon. Meanwhile, Team Rocket are also in town, and they're dressed up as very flamboyant cat burglars. I really love their outfits. Their outfits are great. Love it. They're, like, in sort of... How to describe it? They have, like, caps on their heads, like Gatsby-looking caps with, like, feathers, and, like, those little... What do they call those little calf capes that go off of, like, one shoulder... I'm the wrong person to ask, Alex. I'm apparently I'm not I'm not fashion forward enough. This to is know. not a visual medium. It isn't. But they okay. They have really cool outfits. Love it. And they are basically emulating this legendary thief, the Black Arachnid, and performing heists all around town in order to get rich by selling the stuff that they find. They break in. They manage to break into like some kind of warehouse, steal some pottery. Well, they only get one cup, like, of the pottery, which doesn't seem like a whole lot. But they get caught by, like, a groundskeeper slash security guard. In order to get away, James throws bottle caps at him. That made me sad. It did. I'm it's, glad it also made thing. you sad. <laughs> what? I said, I'm glad it also made you sad, because I also felt bad for him. He's always losing those damn bottle caps. Jesse and Meowth are always making him part with them like they're he's always having to use them to get away like what was the last time we had this happen was it on the meowth island yes and they also sold them as bootleg merchandise oh Oh, yeah poor james basically because meowth can't use payday like the original meowth cat burglar all right and i mentioned in my summary i why is he the black arachnid if he has a meowth i don't know why didn't he have an Ariados? Because Ariados has to have its own episode, Alex. Oh, I'm so sorry. Don't be stupid. Obviously, every single individual Pokemon needs to have its own episode. Okay, how do we feel about that now? Because I think we've talked about this briefly before. We used to, like in these early episodes, we got an episode dedicated specifically to these Pokemon. Every Pokemon gets their own filler episode. But now they don't do that. Is it just right. because there are now so many that it's really kind of impossible well i mean that's always kind of been the format journeys aside johto in particular really stretches it out 
Like, I feel like back in Kanto, obviously it was half the length of Johto, mm-hmm. and they had more Pokemon. It was a lot more like, okay, here's the Execute and Executor episode. Obviously there are exceptions to this, but it was oftentimes they were bundled together. Like, you had that episode where it was Electabuzz and Scyther battling, or whatever. Right, yeah. I mean, if it makes sense, I say go for it. Like, if there's a reason for them to have multiple ones in there, sure. But now, we don't e- like, this is more apparent, which we've talked about this, but, like, the Galar episode, well, we didn't really get a Galar anime, we got Journeys, but we haven't seen, like, half the Galar Pokemon. J- Journeys is its own entity. <laughs> yeah, which... <sighs> the format's gone, so let's ignore that. I know, it's not the same as what we are getting now, and honestly, I'm kind of just really curious what they're going to be doing going forward. We don't we'll know. We'll find out soon. We still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we still don't know. That's okay. You know what? I'm okay with them changing it up a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> this part, my God. So they basically make their getaway. They they make off with the one piece of pottery. Okay. And the police then come. So Jenny is here. Jenny. We haven't seen Jenny in a while. When was the last time nope. we saw her? I don't remember. Well, the Totodile episode, remember? Oh, that because was... Because her yeah. sister from New Varktown oh, yeah. told her about these wandering children who saved the day right yes so (laughs) basically jenny is like okay this is a a copycat they're they're using payday because she's like she sees the bottle caps and she's like it's payday and i'm like those are not coins but all right so meanwhile the twerps end up getting caught in a giant web ball And she's like, oh, yes, you must be the thieves because you got caught up in this web. That's Jenny. That's Jenny. Really wonderful crime-fighting, problem-solving skills. Anyway, so they're like, no, Officer Jenny, it's not us. And she's like, oh, but you must be those professional Pokemon crime fighters I've heard so much about from my sister in New Barktown. And Ash, he's very nice to remind us. Because honestly, for a second, I was like, what? Like, where did this come from? But he reminded us that it was the Totodile episode and how Team Rocket stole Totodile from the Elm Lab. They decide, back at Team Rocket headquarters, wherever they are, they decide that they are going to write a letter detailing their next crime. Yes. (laughs) Okay, I was wondering about this. Yes. We need Jacob because he needs to explain, like, mainstream Japanese media to us sometimes. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure these are tropes. Is it? Like, the great thief who sends a letter and tells you, at midnight, I will steal the item. And then the police come and they wait for midnight. And then, you know, something happens and the thief gets away. And I say this entirely because I read the Kirby manga. I don't know if this is necessarily, like, a Japanese anime trope. I think it's just... The first thing I thought was, like, Lupin the Third or something like that. I've never seen a single episode or movie of that. So I don't know for sure. I haven't either. I don't, but they were, I was literally reading a Kirby manga with this exact same premise. And I'm like, oh, that reminds me of that Spinarak episode. <laughs> so I should have done more research, but I did not. Somehow I'm I'm just reminded all of a sudden of that, I guess, manga slash anime, Case Closed. Yeah, Detective Conan. Man, I remember really enjoying that when I, as a younger person. But I, I watched a couple episodes, read the manga, but I don't really remember too much detail of it. Was that on Adult Swim or anything? <sighs> was it? I feel like it got a really big push in the U.S. in, like, but then the it mid-2000s. Yeah, but then it disappeared out of, like, nowhere. Isn't it, like, still going on? Let me see. Can we just... Hold on. I gotta have an aside really quick. 
I haven't thought about this in a million years. Okay, so he was like an adult-ish person who became a child or something. Is that right? I think so. We are not anime people. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he is a high school detective who sometimes works in the with the police to solve cases. During an an investigation, he's ambushed and incapacitated. They force-feed him a dangerous experimental drug, but instead of killing him, it turns him into a kid. Okay, interesting. He's already a kid. Why do we need to make him an even younger kid? I I don't know. There's over a thousand episodes since the premiere in 96, making it the 15th longest anime series to date. Let's do a uh, Detective Conan podcast out of the case files. Love it. Where do you watch this at? I'm going to have to look this up. Anyway, all right, enough of that. I don't know if this is necessarily like... A Japanese anime trope, but you know, it's basically just like thieves who are very full of themselves and their abilities, and so they're like, Well, we're going to give I guess this happens in real life, right? You know, with real life serial killers and things, they contact police and say, like Like what, the Zodiac killer? Yeah, basically. Like this is gonna be the next, you know, murder, you know, this is gonna be happening at this time. You know, they leave clues or whatever. Anyway, that's what they do. They're like, We're gonna steal this priceless trophy from this random man at midnight. And so you better be ready because we're going to be there and we're going to steal it from out under your noses regardless of whether or not you know or not. So we better get our Pokemon crime fighting team to save the day. Yeah, so meanwhile, Jenny is recalling the legend of the original Black Arachnid who, again, for reasons we'll never know, used a Meowth (laughs) instead. And not a spider. Yeah, uh, whatever. But he met his match in Officer Jenny's ancestor, Jenny, who eight gen- she said eight generations. It's been eight generations. That's that's not right. It was a hundred years ago. That's what she said. That's not I, eight generations. Okay. I'm pretty sure she said eight generations. Okay. Maybe they really have kids young. I don't know. They must. Um, but she is the one who finally took down this black arachnid character. And like you said, Austin, they are calling their crime fighting crime fighter committee to order and that's their special operation team name who the twerps yeah that's the crime they're the crime fighter committee i'm gonna call them the twerps the twerps yeah can we just say every officer jenny we see does this exact same thing i don't know why we're making a big deal out of it now what what do you mean every jenny we have ever met in the last hundred some episodes gets these children involved and has them do her work for her and then it's like okay bye but we've never really commented on it until this episode yeah well everybody else around her like including like the random townsfolk they also are okay with a bunch of kids like taking over official police business like in every episode or just this episode well the guy that they are guarding his house, like, of this this Dragonair trophy that they're trying to make sure it doesn't get stolen. He's like, oh, wonderful. I'm so glad you children are here to help. Maybe he also knows how incompetent <laughs> that Jenny is in the police forces. And so he's like, oh, thank God. Kids do a better Someone's job. Someone's here. <laughs> Someone's here. Anyway, so Ash and friends... Well, actually, it's just Ash, right? He's he's the only one that calls out his Pokemon to sort right. of be like watchdogs and, and keep an eye out for whoever is coming to steal this trophy, which I kind of want to know more about this trophy. What do we think this trophy represents? It was really ugly. It was really ugly. <laughs> it was hideous. I don't know what it's supposed to be. It doesn't even look like a trophy. It looked like some kind of like vase. Yeah, it's it's silver. It's got some like Dragonair motif on it. There's, like, random other Pokemon on it. It looked tacky as all hell. Yeah, it looked it looked very, like, 
plastic, like not some priceless vase or, or artifact encrusted with gemstones. It's kind of like I got flashbacks to the episode where we were in the ship with the haunter and the ghastly, that sea captain with the pokeball trophy. Right. The one that had the modern pokeball insignia on it. Yeah. I was like, okay whatever it, it, it's priceless to this guy maybe fine whatever but anyway rich people rich people yeah these these two episodes they must be in like the richy rich area of johto all of a sudden what is the richy rich area of johto this area the area where everyone has a giant mansion well the next episode they're basically in beverly hills so that must be the suburb to this city that's what <laughs> i'm gonna say and Florio or whatever the Blossom Town is, that's the, like, entertainment district. Oh, it all kind of makes sense. This is still in the Forest of Illusions, actually. They still never left. They never... So, basically, the entire anime moving forward is them being stuck in the Forest of Illusions? Um, no, just Johto. Oh, okay. Regardless, they're keeping an eye out for the thieves targeting this Dragonair trophy. They aren't very good at staying awake, it's kind of cute because it's like, oh, they show their age. Ash is like yawning. Brock is like falling asleep and they can't stay up. So that's cute. Midnight comes and goes. The owner of the mansion's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Here's a buffet of food as a reward for your service. And red wine glasses. Yeah. And there's like alcohol and all kinds of stuff. And they eat and it's, oh, the day is saved. Surprise though, Team Rocket does show up and... They're like, how did you get past the security we've had, you know, posted all around the building and the Pokemon? They're like, oh, well, we were in the attic all day. That's kind of smart of them, actually. Is it? Yeah. Is it smart? I think so. Because the plan is they're trapped on the premises. Well, they were going to, that was the whole thing. They were going to sneak out under their noses, like, after their guard was let down. Because, like, midnight they came they, and Because they just fall through the roof while they're right standing right there in the room. Well, that's Team Rocket's fatal flaw, right? Okay. Like, a good cat burglar would... I feel like, in, in theory, this would be a good idea. Like, they go early in the morning before the police arrive because they're like, okay, the letter says midnight. So, obviously, they're going to be arriving around midnight or, you know, sometime before. And then they are like, okay, well, nobody came. It's midnight. Midnight's come and gone. Nobody's here. Hmm, interesting. Okay, and then you let your guard down and then the thief gets away with the loot. A good cat burglar would tell the police they're doing this at this location, and then meanwhile, on the totally other side of town, be stealing something else. Well, that, okay, that is true. At that exact time. Well, this is Team Rocket, where we're talking about... They, they like the flair. They like the spectacle. It's, it's not actually about getting anything done. That's why when we had the Blossom episode, that's their true calling. They're meant to be performers, and... I know we talked about this then, but I was really pissed off on their behalf because they didn't do anything wrong. Right. That episode, they did not. They just wanted to perform in the square with all the other performers and artisans and stuff. And then they got bullied out of town. In this episode, I don't think they really wanted to steal all the stuff. They just wanted to do a performance of, look, we're, we're the mass thieves of the Black Arachnid. Oh my <laughs> They put on the stupid costumes and everything. I love them. They make a show out of it. They did. Yeah, They. I don't think they... I mean, I think in their minds, you're right. Like, they wanted to put on the show of it all. Like, that was their main goal. But if they were, they managed to get some things and sell it so they can actually eat, I think that's probably a plus. But they didn't sell it. They, like, kept all of it. Well, Meowth was eating out of the one thing they stole, that pottery piece. Meowth is the least artsy of the three. Yeah. God, when is when do we get to the episode where it's Jesse and James meeting him? 
Not for a very long time. Nobody's held me since my mama. Or carried. Okay, no, nobody's on. carried me hold since on, my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Not there yet. Oh, I'm so. Oh, God. I can't wait. I wonder if Jacob's seen the Chronicles episodes. I don't think he has. That episode stands out in my mind constantly. I'm always thinking of that episode. Because it's literally them as like complete badasses, and then Meowth comes and ruins them. I love it. I don't know why. So. Team Rocket is about to make off with the trophy. Ash tries to... Good. Take it. Yeah, it's really ugly. And Ash is like, we gotta stop him. So he tries, but in the end, basically, it's Spinarak who saves the day and keeps it from crashing onto the floor. Too bad. And that's it, really. I mean, Team Rocket gets away and... Once again, the day is saved. Yeah, once again, the day is saved, and... Thanks to the Pokemon Criminal Investigation Squad, or whatever. <laughs> the Crime Fighter Committee. Yeah, them. Basically, it just kind of ends. I mean, that's it. Like, they get the trophy back, and Team Rocket gets away, and and then that's it. Jenny doesn't arrest them or anything. I have my thoughts about that. Okay, let's keep going. What are your thoughts about that? Um, it involves my LVP. Oh, okay, yeah. So let's talk about that then. So we're going to talk about MVP and LVP, which is where we go over our most valuable player and least valuable player of the episode and also our favorite quote. So Austin, go ahead. You can go first. My LVP is Ash because... Oh my God. <laughs> my LVP is Ash because Ash has like like some sort of like tick where he has to make sure Team Rocket is blasted off into the air every episode, even when it doesn't make sense. In the Totodile episode, Officer Jenny even made a comment, well, I guess I'm not going to be able to arrest them after Ash purposefully has them go away into the air. In this episode, they're caught in the Spinarak web, in the balloon. Oh, we didn't talk about their escape plan was taking the balloon into the mansion and having it blow up the roof of the mansion and oh, fly right. away. Oh, right. I forgot about that. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> and apparently this trophy is more valuable than the property damage of destroying the roof, but whatever. That guy can afford to fix it. Yes, he can. I'm not really sad about it. So from there, the balloon gets caught in Spinarak's web and Nash is like, I got an idea. Let's blow them up. So he has Charizard attack, which obviously lets them loose from the web or whatever yeah and ash is like i don't understand what just happened because he's an idiot and then spinarak is the one who saved the day entirely and ash is like instead of having team rocket be captured he purposefully tells them hold on i got the quote this isn't my quote but he says to charizard to tackle them and send them flying which charizard does before they even get the trophy back that's because he's obsessed with just like causing them physical pain violence yeah he chooses violence every time literally i remember that because spinarak had the basket of the balloon caught with its like string shot and like jenny yeah jenny was like okay you know pull him in or whatever and then ash comes and fucks it up so ash has the stars are blast them off again before they get the he didn't give a shit about that but by sheer coincidence that dislodges all their stolen goods which spontaneously fly out of the basket of the balloon and fall to the ground into the hands of the twerps oh that's right because there was like a gold bar and like jewelry and all kinds of stuff right which makes me sad because i'm like oh they actually were pretty successful in like all their endeavors before this (laughs) but ash didn't give a shit he's just a show off all right so ash is my lvp of course i will give him my quote though which is it's almost midnight. 
I don't think this thief is a very polite person. He's keeping us up way past our bedtimes. <laughs> oh, Ash. And my MVP, do I want to give it to Jenny? That's a twist. No, I don't. Because she wanted to arrest the twerps. She wanted to arrest them with no basis whatsoever for exactly. wrongdoing. Exactly. That's, that's not good. Um, And also, she also does not get MVP because her plan to catch the thief was to lay spiderwebs all over town and whoever gets caught in them is the thief. Yeah. I'll give it to long-suffering James for being <laughs> willing to part with his precious bottle caps Aww. once again for, because he was bullied into it. I feel bad for him. And because he was really cute in that outfit. They both were. They, oh God. They look really cute. They have the best fashion sense of anyone. Okay. This kind of throws a wrench into my plan, but let's, Sorry. let's try to think about this. Okay. I'm going, okay. Since you did, I'm, I'm really shocked you didn't pick LVP as like for Jenny, you went with Ash, but this is fine because I'm going to give Jenny LVP. Okay, good. I gave my reasons as to why she would be LVP. Exactly. Which I'm going to echo those sentiments. And also, this is my quote, and I gave her LVP specifically because of this incident, not because she's incompetent in every facet of, like, her existence, but because of this one quote. Okay, so this is the part where she finds the bottle caps for the first time. They're all over the ground, Mm -hmm. and she's like, must be payday. Oh, God, we have a black arachnid copycat on our hands kind of situation. And so this rookie police officer, which I'm really shocked that there was other police. They were men. They were all men. They were all men, except for her. There's no female police officers who aren't Jenny, seemingly. It's really weird. That is really weird, now that you mention it. Anyway, these rookies run up, and he says, That's the third house this week, officer. Someone is definitely imitating the crimes of the Black Arachnid, but we just don't know who. And Jenny says, Then we just have to catch them. Thanks, Jenny. (laughs) Thanks, Jenny. Fucking Captain Obvious. That was a Brock line right there. (laughs) That was probably Jenny's lowest moment in my mind. They're literally like, we don't know who it is. And she's like, well, guess we gotta catch them. This is the first time for everything, Jenny. You'll arrest someone (laughs) with cause. How will you know? (laughs) Oh my God. It's so bad. She's so bad. All right. (sighs) Honestly, I want to give MB. Okay. I, my original MVP was Spinarak because it was cute, but I think I'm going to give it to the original Jenny. Like, the ancestor Jenny. She had a cool outfit. She had a cool outfit, for one thing. It was, like, a very... How to describe it? It was a police uniform, but it was, like, a long skirt. Like, a long A-line skirt. Did she have, like, a jacket on? I can't remember. It was a better outfit than Jenny has, usually. Yeah. Anyway, it was cool. She had her spinner rack. She wasn't using a Growlithe like Jenny's always do. But she actually caught a prolific cat burglar and she seemed pretty competent so i don't know what happened in the generations that the eight generations <laughs> the iq has gone down a little bit over the course of several decades but yeah does this count as an mvp for officer jenny or does it count as an mvp for ancestral officer jenny is this a separate entity this is a separate entity okay okay making sure it's got to be separate right it's totally different because I always group the Joys and Jennies together. I mean, if you want to get technical, it's still a Jenny, but it's eight generations removed. So it's, it's I don't know, different enough. <laughs> okay, yeah. For the purposes of the MVP LVP scoreboard that no one cares about but me. Ancestral Jenny. She actually was competent enough to catch a thief, so why not? But yeah, that's it. It was, it was okay. It was cute. 
Yeah. It was, it was right. better than some of the ones we've had recently. It could have been worse, I will say. It could have been much worse. Are you ready for the next episode? Oh my god. Okay, nothing really like happened in this. So this is, I'm, I don't think I'm going to use my 30 seconds, but we'll just we'll see. Three, <laughs> two, one, go. Okay, in this episode, we're in Beverly Hills, and they're about to do a star map to the stars tour. When instead they are met with a Growlithe with a snubble on its tail. A really posh lady runs up, and we get this entire episode of this lady who spoils her Snubble, but Snubble just wants to live and be independent. Uh, Team Rocket is there. They, The owner tries to marry off Snubble, but ultimately it runs away in uh, pursuit of Meowth, who it's in love with instead. Time. More or less. You used the whole 30 seconds. You used more than I did. Damn. I really thought there was going to be less to this, but... Okay, so thoughts on Snubble as a Pokemon first. It's not a fairy type yet. No, it's not, but it's the fairy Pokemon. It's so weird. I think it's cute. I think it's cuter than it has any rights to be as like a Eh. weird bipedal pink bulldog creature. It's okay. Why is it a fairy Pokemon? I have no idea. Like it's a dog. It's pink. Yeah, it's a dog. It's pink. It's got like a skirt thing kind of around its feet. Granbull's better. I like Granbull Granbull better. Is Is Granbull what is Granbull? Like what's It's also fairy type. No, but like is it the fairy Pokemon as well? I have no idea. It's the fairy Pokemon also. I don't get that. It's like literally a bulldog. Granbull's more bulldog like. I don't know. Snubble's interesting. I always tell we'll have a soft spot for Snubble because of the anime. Eh. Partially because it was very heavily promoted when it debuted in the first movie. And partially because of this snubble what do we think of this snubble that we will be seeing for the next year or so on very rare occasions i mean i think it's not so much snubble that i appreciate but i think it's like the overall sort of like like this commentary on opulent wealth and like people's mentalities and outlooks and like money doesn't buy happiness kind of thing Mm -hmm. like that was the kind of overarching theme of this episode like this snubble is obviously in the ownership of a very wealthy lady, very posh. I don't, I'm really curious. We can get back to this, but I'm really curious what she does for a living or whatever. Maybe she's old money. I feel like she's, she's old, old money. She's old money, Alex. Yeah. She's old money. Never mind. <laughs> um, I'll tell you that. <laughs> she, she comes from an oil baron family. Probably. Yeah. But like the whole episode is like, okay, she lavishes her like affections on the snubble, which comes in the form of anything it wants. Like it has multiple rooms. Like, at one point, she's like, I know I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. She's like, here's Snubble's room for Saturday. Like, it's like that kind of wealth. But this Snubble doesn't really give a shit about any of that. Like, it just wants to be free and be a Pokemon and, like, go out and experience life. And so it's always running away. And the Twerps are kind of like, oh, this Pokemon is suffering. Like, even though it has everything, it's suffering. It wants to be a damn dog. Yeah, it wants to just be a dog and, and doesn't need all this fancy shit in order to do that. So... I don't know. I appreciate Snubble for what it represents, I guess. Like, freedom. I remember as a kid waiting for this episode. Really? Because it's in the opening theme. Is it? I skip the opening every time. <laughs> you skip the opening every time? Yeah. Team Rocket's appearance in the opening theme very prominently features Snubble oh, with the bow ties. The ma- okay, yeah. Biting Meow. That's right. You are right. Yeah. So, I was, I was a kid. I was like, okay, when are we going to get this Snubble show up? When is this going to happen? Well, here it is. Yeah, because it had little bow ties. So I was like, that's not a random snubble. That's a, a special character snubble. snubble. <laughs> Does it have a name? I feel like it should have a, snubble. Had a name. What? 
Snubble. That's its name. Well, the other Snubble that appears has a name, so I was like... Winthrop. Yeah, we'll get to Winthrop. All right, well, let's get to to the Snubble first. We are in Beverly Hills, also known as... What what do they call it? Like Bayside Hills? Palm Hills. Palm Hills. So, yeah, we're just still in, like, the one percenter, the point zero one percenters area of Johto, I guess. Yeah. And they arbitrarily pick the bright pink mansion to gawk at for a while. Um, can I just stop you? Yeah. What was going on with the lawn sculptures? The, like, the, the modern art, the abstract. It was so bizarre. Yeah. Just to show you that rich people, they are, they're not like us. Yeah, they are That's my current favorite phrase. Oh, hey, we have an episode called that, right? They're I know like we do. Us. That was the... Rich, opulent town in Canto, so... That was James's parents. Yeah, but there was also... What was that, like, high society with, like, the hypno, and they were all, like, doing drugs and stuff like that? There was, like, ten different high societies in Canto that we encountered. never mind. (laughs) Keep going. But that was the best one, was the hypno people. Yeah. The Pokemon fan club, or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Go back and watch, or listen to that episode if you haven't, because that was a good one. Um, As bad as our audio quality is, listen to how bad it was over a year ago. We've learned a lot, anyway. Anyway, Misty, as you said, wants to do a tour of the stars tour. I guess the TMZ bus doesn't exist yet, so they can't take that. Oh, my God. Um, Brock's not into that until Misty says, oh, but look, think of all the hot ladies, that movie stars that you can find. Which oh, I'm yeah. like, are there really, like, movie stars living in the middle of bumfuck Johto? Okay. In the years since, we've had several movie star characters. Right. We've had Elisa. Bryson Mann. Oh my god, Bryson Man. <laughs> I forgot about Bryson Man. Who else? Iono, more recently. She's an influencer. I'm I'm taking the wheel of the TMZ tour bus and driving us back on the path. Where's the fun in that? And Snubble is here on a Growlithe, and the twerps kind of do nothing, but the Growlithe gets the Snubble off anyway. They're all like, oh, a Snubble. I've never seen one of those before, because we weren't in that movie short. They realized that it has on... Pink ribbons, which look really red to me. They do kind of look more red. They do look more red. Maybe they're supposed to be like a deep pink that like looks red because it's on Snubbles light pink. I don't know. Does it matter? I'm more angry that the fact that the twerps always continuously just have good fortune fall into their laps. Two episodes in a row. Because they found the Snubble belonging to the rich Madam Much Money. Is that what her name is? Did they say her name at all in this episode? No. I only know her name because of Bulbapedia. I don't believe they said her name. Okay, so we're just going to call her Madam, I guess. Madam. Madam, who is an eccentric character because she's rich, and she's doting on her little snubble while completely unaware of what it really wants, which is just to run around and be a dog, as we talked about extensively. She takes the twerps to her giant home, which is the one we were at looking at previously. And as you said, there's like dozens of rooms in this giant mansion and snubble has a whole wing of the fucking house (laughs) which i'll be honest i was thinking to myself man i know snubble doesn't appreciate this but i sure as hell would i want my own (laughs) okay i have a thought about this like if you were that okay obviously neither of us know what it is to be this obscenely rich i I, we we never will know this is this is jeff bezos level um (laughs) but I don't know. It doesn't seem like... It just seems like it'd be more work. It seems like it'd be overwhelming and not fun at all to have, like, so much space that you don't even... Because at one point, I think when they first go into, like, the foyer, the butler, like, she says, like, how many rooms do we have, Jeeves? Like, literally, the butler's name is Jeeves. And he's like, 86 by my last count, madam. 
And I'm like, there's no way in hell that one person could ever utilize 86 rooms. You just wouldn't do it. It just seems wasteful, excessive, and honestly, quite frankly, overwhelming. Does anybody need that much? Well, I guess this is a stupid question because there's plenty of people out there that have this kind of excess wealth. But does anybody really need that? I, I don't know. Obviously not, but it wouldn't be any work for her. She has a full staff. I guess. I mean, I just... It makes me think... Okay, another another side note. I was watching a, a YouTube video about, like, the 1%. Like, basically, like, the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Jeff Bezos and the... Who's the other one? That cryptocurrency nerd. Elon? Not him. Yeah, Elon's another one can't remember his name whatever he lost his all, all his money ftx that ftx guy who lost all his money in bitcoin and cryptocurrency and stuff but i'm like why why do we have people like this that exist <laughs> maybe i should keep my opinions to my own pocket <laughs> all right class commentary with alex Ooh. moving on snubble has a whole area to itself but it's all inside and they won't let snubble go outside because it's dirty out there oh yeah you gotta wipe your feet off on the mat before you come in which the twerps do not do. Okay, I don't know about about you, Austin. Well, I know I know your your opinion of this. Like for me, I'm kind of a germaphobe. I don't let shoes in the house. I don't any of that stuff. But you don't I mind don't give that. A fuck. Yeah, you don't you don't care about that. We were a shoes on house. Oh up. God, that must. Okay, I was reading something recently. That must be an American thing more so than like anywhere else. Because, like, a lot of people were commenting, like, oh, yeah, like, in my country or whatever, you know, we don't, nobody wears shoes in the house, you know, it's disrespectful or whatever. But, like, in America, people just wear their shoes in the house. I've never worn my shoes in the house, except for my grandparents are a shoes in the house household. But I hate that. I I don't have shoes on in the house. It's gross. (laughs) Anything else you'd like to share with the glass? (laughs) It gave me anxiety. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm going to speed through this. Okay. So we've already mentioned most of the plot points already. Snubble is betrothed to a male Snubble who has its little bone that it's always chewing on and like, uh, what do you call it? What is that? A monocle, a little top hat thing. So the twerps are being busybodies like they always are. And instead of leaving well enough alone, they hide in the bushes watching the Snubble date. Because they are, like, the most annoying people in the entire world who have to stick their noses into everything. And Brock's taking the lead on this one. Well, as the breeder, he is very, like, this Pokemon's unhappy. And as we all know, Susie from Scissor Street has a lot of thoughts about this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Is she the Vulpix girl? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's... Brock is doing... Okay. What are our thoughts about this? Because... On the one hand, it's like, that's her Pokemon. She's caring for it in the best way she knows how and sees fit. There's no ill intent on her part. No, I mean, it's no, it's not like she's like chaining it up and like not letting it have any freedom or doing anything malicious. You know, she's just not in tune with her Pokemon and not letting it live the life it wants. But she's like lavishing attention on it. But Brock is the one stepping in and being like, no, lady, you're doing it all wrong. Like, I don't know. Is that like... He's being too aggro. He's being very forceful with her. Yeah. And, like, I get it. It's the class disparity of it all. Fuck these rich people. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah. the way to do this would be to... She seems like... She she means well. She clearly loves her little snubble. She just doesn't know how to respond to it and what it wants. So Brock needs to, like, be like, okay, I'm a Pokemon breeder in training. And I've been observing. And these are my thoughts. And these are my... This is my advice for what you to do. 
for Snubbles' well-being and for your relationship with her. Yeah, I thought that would have been a much better approach. Instead, they sneak around in the bushes and jump out and start <laughs> screaming at her because they're the twerps. You know what? Honestly, for all all that being said, I mean, I think she takes it pretty well. She doesn't respond negatively at all. She's like, she is absolutely fine with it. She's like, okay. I know. She's like, oh my gosh, like you children are still like snooping around here. Like whatever for? Like, I don't know. I feel like most people would be like, what the hell are you doing? Like get out of here. But (laughs) yeah, you're right. I feel like they would have had a lot more success had they been more concise with their thoughts and been like, this is what we've observed. This is what you should, if you want our opinion, this is what you should do to make your Pokemon more happy. But Give your snubble some popcorn balls. Fucking popcorn balls. All right, popcorn balls. It's it's jelly donut time oh because my God. Brock gives the snubble onigiri and they refer to them as popcorn balls. And they repeat the phrase popcorn balls about 10,000 times. If you didn't hear it the first time. Popcorn balls. Snubble sure loves his popcorn balls. <laughs> I thought he was going to give it like special Pokemon food that Snubbles would like. But instead, it fu- he fucking gives it rice balls. Yeah, Brock is known for his, like, custom Pokemon food mixes that he, like, whips up in his spare time. Like, we had the whole episode with AJ, if you remember all the way back to Kanto, where he makes his own Pokemon food, but no, it's just rice balls. And Professor Ivy's Butterfree that need the special berries or whatever. Oh, yeah. We don't talk about Professor Ivy in this house. That's right. Of course, Team Rocket's here as well. There's a lot of commentary on James growing up with a silver spoon in his mouth. That was great. I'm sorry. How traumatic it was for him <laughs> to grow up with everything he could possibly ever need. Uh, and how, like, et cetera, et cetera, to Jesse and Meow's disgust. Yeah. Of course, they're Team Rocket, so they just wander in, and they just so happen to wander into the same house the twerps are at. And it's kind of a funny moment where Missy's like, we're special guests of these rich people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they could have done more with that, but I thought it was a cute idea. I love that. She's got like the, what is the, the, um, the trope of like, you know, you have your, your hand, hand up and you're like, oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Misty's looking real fucking classy in the suspenders. God, she should have just, maybe that lady should have like taken her on a shopping spree and got new clothes, but I don't know. Her outfit wasn't much better. Mm, it's better than Misty's. God, you really hate those suspenders. They're so ugly. What's also ugly is a Pokemon battle that ensues. Uh, in which, you know, it's obviously the usual Team Rocket versus Twerps kind of stuff. But the one taking point on the Twerps guard is Snubble, who beats the shit out of Arbuck. Okay, can I stop you again? Yeah. This animation of Snubble and Arbok's fight, like, I almost got, what is, in which media is Arbok cut in half? Adventures. Okay. I almost kind of got adventure vibes because I've never seen it to where like snubble basically at one point bites arbok's tail and then if this weren't a g-rated production i think there would have been blood because it bites arbok's tail and then it like shakes its head back and forth and you can actually see like they animate the skin like arbok's skin like twisting and moving did you not see that part no i wasn't paying that close attention oh my god it was gnarly i'm like if this was hbo pokemon (laughs) (laughs) it would have been like heinous but that was that was their um the pinnacle their animation budget went to that one scene weird and arbok of course is like 
it zooms out and it's like seeing stars all over the place because it's tail is getting ripped off but the poor long-suffering arbok i feel so bad for it oh anyway sorry i had to note that because i was kind of a weird they 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 literally did a close-up of it and i'm like okay that was a conscious decision to have like snubble and it's skin tearing moment (laughs) madam there was some little dialogue madam much money was all surprised to see Snubble behaving in such a way. And Brock's like, yeah, Snubble, go for it. You can do it, Snubble. Mm-hmm. So Team Rocket's blasted off, much to Stubble's um, heartbreak. Because I forgot to mention, Snubble is entranced with Meow's tail more than anything else in the entire world. She loves that tail. She wants to bite it. She wants to chew it. She wants to king onto it. She wants to gnaw, 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 gnaw. Everyone's known a dog that's been obsessed with a particular toy. And this is Stubble's toy, is Meowth's tail. You should just get it a toy. I'm pretty sure they've got to sell, like, a Meowth tail toy, right? But I guess, I don't think any of them saw that fact that Stubble was obsessed with this particular tail. Probably not. I think that's just the audience and Team Rocket know that. Okay. That'll be important in a second. Because Team Rocket's blasted away, and Munch Money has created an entire garden playground for Stubble to frolic in over the course of, like, 30 minutes. Uh, she had all the trees flown in from overseas, etc., to come across as a natural environment for Snubble to play in on her property. Which I'm like, that's a great solution. Problem solved. And the twerps agree. And so, as usual, the episode's over, and we walk into the sunset like we always do, and we leave the madam and her Snubble behind, never to be seen again. But wait! Just kidding! Wait a second. Plot twist. Oh, boy. Did you know this was coming when you first saw this? What, back years ago? Yeah. I don't remember enough about it, but... Okay, I do. I remember being like... It's in the opening, so... It's in the opening. I was like, this snubble's important. They can't just leave it here. And guess what? The snubble <laughs> is already like, fuck this shit. It gives a nasty look to the to the madam, to her owner. I don't... Okay, wait, wait. I'm gonna stop you. I don't think it was a nasty look. It was like a d- discontent. I think, okay, so Snubble looks over, so Madam Much Money is talking to her, to Jeeves, and right. Jeeves is like, oh, we just completed the installation of, like, all the trees and all this, whatever. And she's like, oh, splendid, Snubble will be so happy. And so Snubble kind of, I interpreted it as, like, it was kind of looking back at her owner, I'm sorry, that, you, you know, like, I gotta go. And then she leaves, like, she's doing all this stuff. I thought it was a look of... I don't trust this lady. I'm out of oh, here. I don't know. I think I think she does. I think that, you know, she's sort of like weighing her future, you know, like what is she going to stay, you know, knowing her owner is going to be really sad to know that she's missing or, you know, is she going to go off and do her own thing? And clearly she's an independent. She's an independent little bulldog because yep. she runs away pursuing me out. We haven't seen the last of Snubble. And yet we don't see as much of it as you'd think we would, but okay. This poor lady. I feel bad for her. I really do. I remember as a kid being like, oh, that's the end of the episode? This has literally never happened before. We've never had a cliffhanger. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I feel bad for the lady in in the, like, on an empathetic level of like, oh, that's her beloved pet and it's going to be missing now. Like, I don't have sympathy for her of, like, being her being, like, extremely rich, but, like. A missing pet's a missing pet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, would you be devastated if your pet ran away? Like, I would. Of course. Yeah. Poor thing. 
and the tragedy. She was just starting to learn, understand, I and know. give her what she needed. Oh, she was really making, she was turning over a new leaf and really making a, an effort, a true effort to understand her Pokemon. And actually, like, I thought the, the moment where Brock was teaching her how to battle was cute. Be like, okay, maybe in the future she'll, like, you know, actually be like a trainer to it instead of like a boiling it all the time. But now it'll, now it's going away and she's going to be devastated. To be continued for real this time. Yeah. When has that ever happened? Not really. I, this also likes to make me think that all the problems that the twerp solve are immediately like upended the moment they leave. Like they leave chaos in their wake. Right. Like they leave behind like the Romeo and Juliet need a rant, and as soon as they leave, war breaks out and they're both poisoned. <laughs> and oh my gosh. and et cetera, et cetera. Well, we won't know because we never revisit any of these people, so Exactly that's why. Because they all die a horrible death after they leave. Yep. Yep. So we got a new faction following the path. Okay. We got Ash and the Twerps, who are following Gary, are being followed by Team Rocket. They're also being followed by Jigglypuff, and Snubble is following Team Rocket. And we'll discover Madame Much Money is following Snubble. Oh, does she also... Oh my gosh, I forgot about that part. Spoiler! Oh, spoiler alert! So we got a procession of people in Pokemon at this point going on. This is too much chaos. Why don't we do our MVP and LVP for this episode, and then we can talk about Let's where we're where we're on to next? Should I go first this time? Go for it. I didn't. Oh my god! I just realized I didn't write anything down. Oh my. I never do anymore. I used to. Oh shoot. Okay. Now I just kind of go with the flow. I don't know. I'm feeling very torn because I kind of my gut is telling me to give LVP to Brock. And wow. I don't know. I don't know. Uh This is hard. I think, okay, all right, this is really out of character for me, but I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to give Brock LVP. Like we talked about, I didn't agree necessarily with his methods of the way he went about telling Madam how she was in the wrong. Like we said, he could have articulated his thoughts and feelings from, you know, a professional like breeder standpoint a lot better, you know, and he's just very lucky and fortunate that she was so amenable to like, oh, you know give me your advice oh okay and really like take it to heart so i think he deserves kind of a a demerit point for that god mvp who do i want to give it to i feel like there weren't really good (laughs) there wasn't anybody stand out this episode okay fine you know what honestly i'm gonna give it to brock he's gonna be both of them this oh shit (laughs) (laughs) on the on the flip side he could have done a lot better articulating his feelings but also he was the one who initially discovered oh snubble's unhappy and he kind of got the help that he needed to get Snubble. So he did a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. I hope you're looking forward to more Brock. Next episode, the Brock episode. Yeah. I don't know why I like Brock so much. I feel like Brock, he has problematic elements. I will say that for sure. But he's entertaining. Um, Quote, I didn't write down very much. Okay, I'll just give it to Jesse when they're doing the stakeout of the mansion and they're kind of lamenting the fact of like, oh, God, these rich people. Oh, it's so disgusting. Okay, Team Rocket has a whole banter that's really good. And I didn't write it all down, but they have a lot of good lines. I just picked this one part out. She says, it's not fair. Why is it always the rich who get to have all the money? That's good. Yeah. I don't know, Jesse. Why do the rich get to have all the money? That whole sequence, they were just, like, throwing out one-liners about rich people for, like, a good great. two or three minutes. It was absolutely great. All right, my go. Yep. Um, I'm going to give another Team Rocket rich people quote, <laughs> in which James is talking about his, his you know, Olympic-sized swimming pool he had growing up or whatever. And Meow says, the only swimming pool I had growing up was a cesspool. That was a good one. 
my MVP is going to be Snubble for following her pursuit of Meowth and, you know, having that somewhat of a little surprise of an ending there. That was interesting. I like that idea. You know I love it when little pink Pokemon follow the twerps. Ugh, God. Ha <laughs> ha. No, thank you. And my LVP will be Arbok for the horrific beating it endured in this episode. It gets your LVP for that? Yeah. It suffered. Exactly. That's why it's the least valuable player. Oh, poor thing. Meanwhile, James suffered in the previous episode and I gave him MVP. See, it's all very loosey-goosey. It's whatever (laughs) I feel like in the moment. It's inconsistent. Oh my god, poor thing. Uh, I'm like a movie reviewer. It doesn't have to make sense. It's just whatever I feel like. That must be the best job in the world. No joke. Just say whatever the hell you want. Yeah, you could say whatever you want and it's not wrong. And people are like, oh, yes, I completely agree with that. You know? Like a food critic, you get paid to like taste food and like... "Mm." I could never be a food critic. I'd be like, this is gross. It has beans in it. (laughs) Beans? I don't think... Okay, I'm going to stop you there because I don't know of any gourmet dish that has beans in it. I didn't say I was a gourmet food critic. Okay. Beans are an everyman food. If you don't know, I absolutely love beans in all forms, except for lima beans. Those things are fucking nasty. And I hate all beans in all forms and all meals and all dishes. (laughs) Fuck beans. I don't like them. What would you do if there was... How do you get your protein if, like, there was no meat? Well, there is meat, so I'm good. But if all the meat disappeared... Anyway. We have the meats. Okay. Can we just... Okay, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about... Yeah, go for it, and then the episode's over. Okay. <laughs> How bullshit is this? So, Austin, I went over to Austin's house the other day, and we watched Nope, which is a really good movie. We can talk about that later. Ooh. Yeah, I was really... And me and Austin have been, like, mulling over it for days now. That has been stuck in my brain for the last three days straight. It's so bizarre. Like, it, I wouldn't call it a groundbreaking movie, but it's just... It lives rent-free in my head now. Yes, it does. Anyway, so after that, we watched... we the, Okay, the peacock or whatever went off and so it was cable and jeopardy was on we were watching jeopardy which i haven't seen since obviously alex trebek hasn't you know been on r.i.p yes very sad it's not the same but ken jennings was hosting ken jennings was hosting and i was like "Ooh, jeopardy love gotta love me some jeopardy let's watch this so one of the clues was something about slogans or whatever and the girl answers she she hits the buzzer and she's like what is we have the meat singular meat and then she stops herself immediately and says, oh, sorry, sorry. But it was too late because as this is like, this is all happening, like voices are overlapping and stuff like that. She says, we have the meat. And then Ken's like, okay. And then she's like, she starts to read off like the next one, like, you know, slogans for 1200. And he's like, oh, wait, sorry. Meanwhile, the person to her left is buzzing in and she's screaming over her. We have the meat, suh, plural. And Ken's like, yes, that's correct. And then they give her the points. It was bullshit. The person who said we had the meat completely, she knew it as she was saying it. She, like, caught herself. I was like, whoa. She was, like, trying to, like. Yeah, but like, they didn't wait, give wait, her wait, time. Wait. They did not give her time. Ken talked over her and then immediately said no. And then the other lady, they allowed the other lady to buzz in and then gave her the points. Right. It was bullshit. Yeah. And then later on, wasn't, I can't remember exactly what happened later, but several clues later, the lady who had buzzed over the first she girl. She misspoke and then corrected herself and she got And the she points. got the points. Yeah. It was bullshit. I'm like, if I was that middle lady, I'd be furious. <laughs> Welcome to the Jeopardy cast out of the Daily Double. If anything's like the Wild West, it's fucking Jeopardy. Like, there's no rules. <laughs> Anything goes. 
but I felt bad. I felt bad. And then I guess at the end, that middle lady got her comeuppance because I think the end lady who got the points ended up betting everything and losing everything and she only got a dollar. So I was like, that was some karma. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Next week. What are we doing, Austin? Jacob may or may not be back. He said he may have to go visit family. We're not sure yet. But Alex and I will be here because we don't have families. Oh, boy. I'm sure the viewers just freaking love when it's just you and I. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they love it. Send us an honest critique at any time. Uh, <laughs> we God. all know Austin's the worst host. Would we listen to us if we... Oh, I don't know. Oh, anyway. I would not listen to this podcast. What's wrong with you for listening to this? Stop. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> so next week, regardless of who's on the air, the episodes will be Little Bighorn and... Chikorita Rescue. Okay, when is the Christmas episode happening? After that. Okay, so this is the episode in which we get the Chikorita, which ties into how Ash has the Chikorita for the Christmas special. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yep. Is it really spoilers if this has been out for 25 years? I'm not really sure. No, it's not. Okay. On that note, we will say goodbye. Until next time. But we appreciate you for listening, as always. And if you'd like, please follow us on our social medias. We are at Out of Drying Pan. That is Twitter, at Out of Drying Pan. Or send us comments, questions, thoughts, whatever, to our Gmail at outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. That is outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening as the journey continues. Bye.